What's going on, guys? You are listening to the Lens Culture Photography Podcast, hosted by myself, Jonathan Pajak. And I just want to let you guys know the purpose of this podcast is to help all of you guys, photographers, videographers in this awesome industry, grow your business. That is the main purpose here. If you want to access anything I reference in this episode, be sure to head down to the show notes of the episode for additional information. Enough talking. Let's get right into it. What is up, everybody? How's everybody doing? It's been a great week for me so far. I've been getting a lot of stuff done um, when it comes to just back and work a lot, obviously, because of coronavirus, shutting a lot of things down and whatnot, but I don't even want to talk about that at all in today's episode. We're actually talking about something that I freaking love talking about because um, I think is naturally being a good person that's like not like in this specifically only for money or to make a living. Um, this is a great conversation. And we're talking all about the client experience, why it's important, why if you're not investing into it and doing it, and I guess I did say investing, um, you're missing, you're missing out and you're, you are totally messing up on a huge idea um, or concept behind like marketing in general. Um, I've had other episodes about marketing and it's one of my most, most watched episodes is marketing for free. And this topic, honestly, this is just an expanded discussion on that within that episode. The client experience, it's a marketing tactic. It is a marketing thing or strategy that honestly comes easy for a lot of us, especially again, if you're a decent and nice human being. Um, so in this episode today, guys, I want to talk all about that client experience, all about how to improve it, how to implement it, um, stuff you should be doing, stuff that doesn't really matter. Um, but today, I just, I want to start off by just extra, like, um, let me gather my words here. I want to start off by just stressing the importance of it. Um, I know a lot of times we'll have these breakthrough moments in our businesses where you won't do something for a while. It could be the first time you say, I'm going to film in 4K or the first time you use film in a flat profile or the first time you shoot with two cameras at once. Like These are like on infield things that you are like, wow, this is pretty awesome. I will never forget the first time that I like accidentally booked and had a really good client experience with a couple that was like, is literally to date my most ideal couple ever. Um, I've talked about them before. Um, their gallery is up on my website, but it was Davida and Daniel with Mix and Farms here in Florida. And honestly, it was just the process of hanging out with them during the engagement session. We literally skateboarded around downtown Tampa. Like I was constantly helping them and involved. We had dinner where we talked about their timeline. Like investing in your couples goes such a long way. And that's what I'm going to talk about today. Um, the effect it can have on your company and the clientele you book is ginormous. And I say this through proof and through other people solidifying it by them saying it as well with their businesses. You know, a lot of people don't understand this, but it really does have a big effect, especially when you, you know, put a big importance on it. Um, most people lack a client experience. I think it's because of the maybe lack of knowledge on how to do it, um, what they should do, what's too much, what's too little, it's not really affecting enough. Um, and I think that a lot of times, I'd rather see you guys do something rather than nothing, being scared to do something. So whatever you have in mind, execute it. Take away these tips I'm going to tell you in this episode. Maybe implement some of the things that I'm doing. But if you're sitting here thinking, oh, I'd actually rather do this because I can do this or something, then do it. Like never hesitate. See how it works. If it doesn't work at all, then obviously, you know, take it out and, and restructure somehow. But um, I just want to stress to you guys, like why this is a top priority. And it's because a great client experience 
will forever bring new clients from that client to your company um, whenever they're referring you. And that's just 100%. The first thing I want to say is uh, a great client experience always starts with being a genuine person and be coming from a genuine place, um, not sounding very, very salesy and being very aggressive and, and, and looking at your couples and your clients as a dollar sign. Um, look at them as if you would look at yourself. You know, if you were to walk into a, a car dealership, you know, they're not going to tell you exactly what, um, they would say yes to, you know, if the car MSRP could be 3,200, you know, and you can look at them and say, okay, well I have 2,500 and they could be sitting behind the computer knowing, oh, well, we would have done it for 21, you know, or something like that. Um, don't walk into that experience trying to be that car salesman. Like, you've got to go from a perspective to where put yourself in their shoes, you know, give them and, and you know, guide them on what they what they desire when it comes to photography or film. But don't go above and beyond selling them stuff that they absolutely don't need. That's the first thing I always do is I don't ever want to do that. Um, I'm not pushy at all. That's why pretty much my pricing and packages are all like on a hybrid a la carte type system is because I don't want to rope people into a package deal um, where they get all this stuff that they don't really even care about just so that they can have the one thing they actually do care about. Um, and then also for me, it's less work on my side. And then also, oh, we really liked him. All we just wanted the highlight film, and he was able to just offer the highlight film. Or we just wanted just a small highlight film and a ceremony edit, and he was able to just custom quote that or piece it together via a la carte. Um, very, very good tactic to have there. But first, I want to start off um, your client experience. It's it is the entire process. Um, it is the entire process from before they even talk to you. So from literally the start to finish and you don't even talk to them anymore. It's how you interact throughout the whole thing, how you handle things, how you do business throughout the whole experience from start to finish. Um, figuring out who you are and what you like as a company and person is big. You need to understand how you can inv invoke your client experience on your clients that represents your brand. You know, a big or a very, you know, common example of this is, is let's see, um, it could be hotels you go to, um, like a five-star hotel has a very different client experience than a two-star Motel 6. You know, for them, it's about volume, cheapness, and just being able to be there in areas like off to the highway. Whereas like, I don't know, um, like the Hyatt, which is like kind of like a higher-end hotel, like mid-tier, but they just also want to, you know, make sure everything's clean and stuff like that. Another great example is like Walmart and Target. Like, People go to Target when, I think personally, people go to Target when they have a little bit more dollars to spend and they definitely want a cleaner place, less crowded, and maybe not as um, all over the place. Um, and people go to Walmart when they want the cheapest product and they want uh, maybe a bigger variety even or something like that. Um, but you have to understand that your client experience and how you want it to be represented is all based on what you want. Um, it's constantly going to be evolving and adapting to your business as your desires change, as you decide what you like filming. If you love filming Catholic weddings, post only Catholic weddings. I've said that before. Only post Catholic weddings and make your client experience around that. You know, I know I know businesses that only shoot Indian weddings and they they make their client experience around Indian weddings. You know, like like interacting with emails and stuff around that. Um, understanding how a positive client experience can book you more clients than you know your traditional paid marketing comes from this process. Comes from this process of being doing all of these things beforehand, in the middle of it, and afterhand. To where when they are asked from somebody, hey, who did you use for your wedding? 
um, for your photography. Oh, you have to use so and so. They are absolutely amazing. That that'll always be better than if the person just even leaves you like a one sentence review. You know, if you invest into your couples, I guarantee you, the marketing dollar, quote unquote, will be stretched a lot farther than just blind marketing on Facebook to somebody that may already have booked a photographer or something. So let's get right into it. So like I said, this starts from the beginning. Before they even inquire, their experience has already began. Um, it could be through your website. It could be through your personality. Obviously through your, your reviews from past couples, maybe even vendor reviews, interaction on social media. This portion is often understood um, but not really perfected. And what I mean by that is like maybe sometimes people only appease one aspect of it. So let's say you're posting on social media all the time but you have 15, 20 reviews that have no responses to them. Majority of our platforms that hold our reviews, you know, Google, Facebook, the Knot, stuff like that, um, you have the ability to respond to, to reviews. If you are responding to your reviews in more of like a heartfelt way, like literally not copy pasting the exact same thing, thank you so much for choosing our wedding, all that's mundane. Um, if you're not responding to your reviews, you're missing out for sure. Um, this is an opportunity where you can have a small mini conversation with a new review and comment something about the wedding. Like I love that like your guys' wedding day was so amazing. I love that, you know, let's say Matt is a pilot and you had little pilot infused like um, like details around the whole wedding. It was absolutely gorgeous. I can't wait for you to see the film if they did it beforehand or something. Um, vendor reviews are really are really big too because I think that all we read is reviews from couples. And I think if couples are very analytical about or very in-depth about who they're picking for their wedding, um, they may be like, oh, I want to make sure this person works well with others. And seeing reviews from vendors on your on your page could be big too. Um, another big step in that client experience. Interacting on social media is big too because, again, it's another place to have a mini conversation with somebody in a post, and a Facebook post, you know, something where you can just comment back and say, Thank you so much for commenting. This was such a great photo shoot. I really enjoyed getting to know so-and-so or something like that. Something simple, but like it goes a long way. Um, consistently posting on social media and interacting people that comment is a great strategy just to, just to grow your social media as well. Um, always remember, just be true to yourself on your website uh, as well. Show your personality, um, but in a way that like you're depicting who you are as an actual person. Um, if you hate Catholic weddings, don't say that you love Catholic weddings, or if you hate beach weddings don't say that you love beach weddings like be specific to who you are um and try to show that on the, your website as best as you can if you ride your bike every single day and you hike every other weekend say something about that say something how you love the outdoors and that's why your editing style matches the outdoors or something like that and whatever you can think of um stress I'm like, honestly, I'm stressing these factors about you and your brand because it will also help weed out the couples that won't be positively influenced by your overall client experience. You know, um, if you have a little small tidbit about yourself on your about page, that's like your favorite show is The Office. P.S. I really don't care about The Office. Um, that, and somebody connects with you on that. The client experience has already started off amazing because they're like, dang, he loves The Office just like we do. Like, you know, and his work's great. Like, it'd be so cool if we had like, this cool person at our wedding. Um, but again, the, the client experience, it starts in the beginning before they even message you, before you even say a word to them. So just make sure on your end, it's great. Um, another little side note, I always have a little rule of thumb. It's like, I always want my face and my face, you know, a picture of me on any social media to be like one thumb scroll away. So for Instagram, it's if it, I think it's 12 posts. If you, every 12th post, should be like a photo of you or something about your brand or something like that so that they don't have to search far to just put a, a face to your brand, especially if your company's not named after you. But let's move on to the um, the initial email, the inquiry. Um, first things first, respond quickly. And this is something that I had to work on too because I felt like 
I always wanted to respond with like the perfect freaking response. And it would, I would think about it. And it would take me like, you know, a few hours. And next thing you know, it's like, oh, it's like an evening time. Like I don't want to send this at 8 p.m. So I'll just, I'll email it tomorrow morning. Well, they could have gotten a quicker response from somebody else, already gotten a phone call, fallen in love with them. And, that, and that's their choice. Responding quickly is just nice too, because if they're sitting down looking at your website, they're probably thinking about you. So maybe they have a few questions already. Maybe they, and if you respond quickly, you can already get in a conversation with them. That'll just help your chances more and more for sh- like for sure, hundred percent. And I love res- like quick responses. Like we're, when we're in a live chat or something like that, and somebody messages you and you respond quickly. You know, we like that feeling because we can just get to the point, talk, have a conversation, and be done. You know. Um, also, a thing that I do is I I do various types of responses. So. As I click send on that email, I'm also clicking send on a text message to them just saying, hey, my name is Jonathan Pajak. I would love to get on a phone call with you really quickly. I just emailed you back with a little bit more information. Um, let me know. If, make sure you got that. Um, I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks for reaching out, something like that. Um, I'll also go on and follow their Instagram accounts if they listed both of them. And if there's some sort of like engagement post, maybe it's the, the most recent post, maybe two away, I'll go like it. And usually I'll say something about them. If I think they're really cute, I'll say they're cute. Or if um, they are in a cool spot, I'll say like, oh, what a great place to get engaged or something like that. Um, just something to interact and and, and then to see lens culture photography again or XX photography, whatever your business name is called. So at this point, they've got an email, text and Instagram or even Facebook um, notification with my brand and stuff like that. And it shows that I'm eager to get in touch with them. I'm excited. I'm pumped. Um, and I show that. A lot of people I know send like, like video messages like that's big right now i'm a more fan i'm a more fan i'm a bigger fan of like voice memo messages so like i'll literally say into the phone like with itunes like itunes oh my gosh with iphone um you can do the voice memo i do that often so i just be like hey my name is jonathan paycheck i'm so excited to get to get to know you guys more get to know more about your wedding and see if i'd be a great fit um i'd love to get on a phone call and see if we could chat for a few minutes something quick and simple like that 30 seconds or less um, and that's always that's always gone really well. Sometimes I'll get voice memo backs, which I think is awesome because for me, I know that okay, this person is not um, very introverted. They are willing to send a voice message to show their voice and stuff, and it's it's really easy and simple to start that conversation with that. Um, starting the client experience positively is huge because um, obviously it sets the tone. Um, but you can also, if you do not have the best initial client experience, um, you can also bring up the rear and make it better um, as you go along. Um, for me, let's say I reach out and they haven't booked and I haven't heard back from them. Luckily, I send them um, automated emails with some, some PDFs. I think one of the emails is a PDF, like a sample timeline for a wedding. Um, so I'm providing value um, three, seven, and 14 days after they reach out. So if I reached out, they reached out, I email them back right away, I don't hear from them, I'll send them an email in three days. No text, just an email because I don't want to annoy them. I'm just saying, hey, haven't heard back from you. I'm excited to get on a call. Let me know if there's any questions you have before you want to hop on a call because I'm thinking maybe they're a little bit reluctant or they could have just found somebody already, unfortunately. Um, if they don't say anything after three days, I'll send them a, a, like on the seventh day, hey, I haven't heard from you, but I also just didn't want, I don't want to annoy you anymore. Just let me know if like you're not interested or something like that. And again, I can't remember the exact um, exact wording in this that I'm saying, but um, I, this is what I use. I use this email template for these three, seven, 14 days. And the 14 days is like, Sorry, basically saying, okay, I'm not going to keep annoying you. Thanks for reaching out. I hope you have a beautiful wedding, something like that. And then sometimes they respond to that one. Sometimes they don't. If they don't respond after two weeks um, and three three reach outs, then I just close the lead. Unfortunately, either we didn't connect and they weren't able to you know, talk to me or they was just like reaching out for just pricing only or something. And for me, 
I don't set my pricing until I can either have like a one or two email thread or a little bit of a text thread or get on a phone call because I'm not just going to send my pricing and never be able to talk to them and then think that I'm trying to sell them on stuff. I want to get on a conversation, make sure I'm even a good fit for them. If they're, we don't vibe well, I don't want to be there on their wedding day spending eight to 10 hours with them. So after the initial email and inquiry, obviously comes like the, let's say they book, which is amazing. Let's say they book. Um, this is what I really like to try to kick it up a gear. And some of these things are new things that I just started implementing within the span of COVID, me sitting down and restructuring. This is the, I'm also, guys, I want to let you know, I'm reading directly from a document that I created with my client experience. So I sat down and I wrote out everything I wanted to do within a couple's client experience for the exception of obviously shooting the wedding editing, delivering, and stuff like that. Everything I wanted to do, everything, every email, everything, so that I know that I am consistently doing the same exact thing for every couple so that I can consistently create an environment where they will hopefully suggest me to other people. Um, so after they book, um, I send them a gift from greetable.com. Greetable is this really cool website where it's like little boxes with like pictures in it. You can add like um, candy, lotion, a bath bomb, like any random little things in there. The prices can range anywhere from like 15 bucks all the way up to as much as you'd like $100 per little gift or something like that. Um, it's a small, simple way just to say thank you for booking with me. There's so many companies out there. There's literally so many photography companies, so many videography companies, and so many that are way larger than me, you know, 10, 15, 20 shooters, you know, big teams, customer service representatives. It's just me. So I truly am thankful that they're booking me because for me, I'm not out here. I'm, I try to be realistic with you guys. Like some of you may be listening to other podcasts where, you know, the people that are hosting it are making $120,000, $130,000 plus as a solo person in their business. That's not me. I am sub seven, $75,000 a year, you know, but for me, every booking is it's mortgage payment. It's income for myself to invest in things for my retirement. Like it's not just an extra Ferrari sitting in my front yard or, or front driveway. You know, it's for me, I really truly am appreciative of every single booking. And that's why I like to send, you know, a $15, $20 little gift. Um, just saying, thank you for booking me. Um, the initial email, um, I send after they book, it's just explaining the process moving forward. So that they don't have any questions or is that they know exactly what they can expect. All of this is pretty much already said and done over the phone call because I have like a key talking points I want to hit or email points if they don't want to get on a call. Um, and again, I booked $3,200 packages without ever talking to them on the phone. And like I said before, guys, you have to stop getting this in your head that you have to talk to them on the phone. Now, if that's a qualification that you're telling yourself for your ideal couple, then cool, do that. Make them get on the phone with you. If they don't get on the phone, they're not your ideal couple. That's fine. That's completely fine. For me, I've had an ideal couple that I'd never spoke to on the phone before. You know, but we just had a lot of emails, a lot of text messages, met in person for the engagement session, hit it off. Again, emails, text messages, and that's it. Um, but honestly, in this email, I'm just, I'm just telling them what they can expect um, as far as like time-wise goes. Like, I'm going to email you this much. Um, please don't hesitate to contact me. Here's my phone number. Save it to your phone. Shoot me a text if you have anything, any questions, anything from what is your opinion on this flower color to what time should we do the ceremony, anything I'd love to be of assistance to them, especially since they're investing um, into me. I make sure I tell them from the rip, I'm not the typical guy where you're going to book and not hear from me until five, seven, 10 days before your wedding. And I say, here's what you can expect. See you there. You know, like that's not me at all. Um, so definitely sending the, sending out that initial email really helps um, express to them um, what they're getting as far as time goes. Um, and this is very important, but 
this is a lot easier of a process if you're not shooting a bazillion weddings. Um, I found that for me, who I shoot around 30, 35 max-ish weddings a year, um, it's a little bit easier for me. But if you're shooting 50, 60 weddings, having a really in-depth client experience may not be um, as easy as it seems to be, at least in this podcast episode. But I will say that with with like a good CRM like Tave, I've done an episode on them, um, a lot of this can be easy. You know, for me, the emails, they're all automated. Now, I've handwritten them myself, so they do have meaning and conviction. And yes, every couple is getting these emails, but they, I handwritten them myself, you know, and I'm making sure they go out and it's creating a small conversation that I can have um, with my couples. For example, I've seen every one of my bride's wedding dress before their wedding. Every one of them, because one of those emails, it's just me saying, hey, how's everything going? I'm assuming you got your dress. I hope you got your dress. Let me see a picture of your dress. I'd love to see it, not only to see how difficult it's going to be to mic you up day of, but also I'd love to just see what it looks like, what I can like, just gauge how you're going to look in that wedding dress. And it's just an awesome experience to have a small conversation about that type of stuff. Moving on, obviously, we're at this point, we answered the waiting stage. Depending on how long you've booked them or how long you've um in advance they booked you this could be anywhere from you know as little as probably three months up to like 18 sometimes i've heard people get booked two years in advance um and this waiting stage is crucial i think this is when um, a majority of your client experience i would say 50 percent of your client experience impact comes from um is this waiting period because I think for me, if my photographer was constantly reaching out to see how things are going, how the planning is going, planning the engagement session, conceptualizing outfits for the engagement session, helping out with that stuff, um, that would say a lot about them, especially since, you know, technically they're not making extra money that specific day. I mean, yes, they're, you know, they're getting paid way in advance, way a little bit in advance and then a bunch right before the wedding. Um, but basically in this waiting stage, I'm sending monthly checkups and all those are automated. Um, I'm also socially engaging with them. So if I, I follow them on Instagram, so if I see them post, um, you know, oh, me and so-and-so are going to, you know, this, this weekend, I'd be like, oh my gosh, that looks awesome. Or you guys are, having, I hope you guys have a great time. That looks really fun and stuff like that. And it may seem that stuff like this is so small and trivial, but like it's the accumulation of all these small and big things that you're doing that make the couple sit back and think or your clients sit back and think like, wow, this has been a really enjoyable process. He's been probably one of my favorite vendors to work for. And literally that sort of mentality and mindset from your clients is huge for you. Um, and just this process in general is huge for you if you can really nail it on the head. Um, again, to continue on here, uh, another thing I'm doing is asking questions throughout the planning process. If she posts a story at the at a, you know, a, a dress bridal shop, I'm going to comment on the story and say, how'd it go? Did you find this? Did you say yes to the dress? Did you find the dress you're looking for? I'm so excited to see. It's just something really quirky and weird and funny like that. Um, show that you actually care and that you're actually interested because honestly, you should be. I mean, for me, I think that um, if you're in this industry just to make money, I don't think you ever, I mean, maybe you will. Maybe I'm just being naive. But I don't think you'll ever really make money and enjoy your life um, unless you really just find money to be really, really enjoyable. So whatever you do to get there is enjoyable. I don't know. Um, for me, I enjoy my job the most when I have a couple that I can really connect with and have a great time on. And when I show up to their wedding, I'm photographing their love story while also being like, they're like, fresh friend that they just made and that's the best feeling is when you produce great work for great people and you have a great connection and if that doesn't sound like a great job i don't really how many times i say great five if that doesn't sound like a great job then i don't really know what is um i'm always trying to answer questions and help them whenever they are free 
um, and stuff like that. Also, during this wedding weddings period, I'm also as I'm learning more about their wedding, I'm kind of jotting all of this stuff down. Even if it's a simple response in a story, I'll go into my CRM, I'll go into Tave, and I'll take a note. Oh, she got her dress from this place or something like that. It could always be helpful when just having a conversation with them about the wedding day and stuff like that. Um, during the waiting period, I also have a meeting around like three months out just to touch base on any potential timeline questions. Did the package they booked is that everything they want? Are they sure that's everything they want? Uh, maybe they want a ceremony edit. Maybe they don't want you know the speeches edit anymore or something like that. Both directions, being very transparent about that. Like, are you guys still good with everything you've added onto your package? No, no, we really don't want the speeches anymore. Like, my dad's actually not giving a speech, so it's just gonna be like our maid of honor and and bridesmaids and stuff. And I'm like, okay, that's fine, cool. I'll take that right off. You know, like not being super salesy or pissed about like, are you sure? Like, are you sure? Like that type of stuff will not create a positive relationship. Um, it's kind of just like again, getting sold a used car by used car salesman <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, uh, leading up to the wedding, um, this portion is probably my favorite part. Um, it's when I'm most hands on. Um, and there for the couple, you know, any question they could possibly have, I urge them to ask me, um, as simple as, you know, when should I do the, when should we do the ceremony down to, you know, what color do you think is best? Obviously it's personal preference and they're going to end up doing what they want to do. But during this time leading up, and this is, you know, three months or less, um, I also am setting up a FaceTime call. This is after I've already like somewhat structured their timeline. If they don't have a wedding planner, um, and stuff like that, as a photographer, I will always be making the timeline. Um, as a videographer, sometimes if their photographer is really taking the wheel, that's great. I'll just ask her for a copy of it and then I will um, make my own video one, send it over and be like, can we just add these two lines into yours? Because obviously yours is going to be like the master timeline. Um, and this is kind of what our our FaceTime meeting is for. I always say schedule a FaceTime meeting if you can or either face-to-face is even better. Um, just not text message or email. That's very easy. It's very quick. You don't have to do it on a specific time. You're just doing it on your own time. Um, so doing something face-to-face or FaceTime will really show that you care and that you're devoting um, the, the time to their wedding and worries that they may have associated with it. Um, and it, as a videographer too, guys, for those that are listening, it stresses that like you actually want input because I think a lot of people assume that videographers just don't have input or care about input and stuff. Um, so going over those details and what needs to be included in their timeline as a videographer is huge. And also, honestly, it's not really technically the photographer's job as well, unless they state it beforehand, but just creating a timeline, a legitimate document timeline, um, is huge for them as well. So some of you may be thinking about what are these emails that I'm sending to them leading up? So for me, I sent an email if they obviously are booked past this timeline, um, at 12 months, um, 10 months out, eight months out, six months out, four months out, Three months out, two months out, one month out, one week out, one day out, day after. Um, and basically, each mail, email has its own thing. The 12 months is like up my preferred vendor list, people I work with. Maybe they're just like hesitant on some people. So I just send them over people I love working with, people that are great people. Um, 10 months out, it could just be, have you found the dress? I'm so excited to see. Eight months out, it could be like, maybe start giving a little bit of thought into like the type of music you want in your film. Or here's some tips on uh, things that need to be done right before um, the wedding day, or here's some tips on getting the best, save the dates. Uh, usually six months out, I will schedule, start scheduling the engagement session or swap that with the eighth month out. Um, usually eight months out is when I start scheduling it, to be honest. And then six months is I just do the details. Four months out, I'm usually just, again, just saying hello. Have they booked everybody? Where are their holes? Any questions maybe they have? Stuff like that. And then it just gets, you know, really timeline based after that. And then, you know, leading up, it's just, it's more common than three, two months, one month, one week. It's usually 
pretty frequently. I say once a week for like oh, the month leading out, they're saying something, texting, calling something. Um, and then day out, I'm just saying I, how freaking excited I am, how pumped I am. Tell them that I'm ready to go and stuff like that. And that way it just reassures them, you know, they don't have to worry and stuff like that. Also, at the three at the two month point, I also send them a Starbucks gift card. It's usually fifteen bucks. I just say, Hey, you've planned a wedding, it's hard, it's stressful, you're doing it on your time off. Please enjoy two cups of coffee on me. Um, I hope that um, this makes your day a little bit brighter. Something as simple as that. Um, and I think that goes a long way. So now we're obviously at the wedding. I don't really do a crazy amount um, as far as like uh, I think over above and beyond for your client experience at the on the actual wedding day. Besides just being a decent freaking human being, guys. Like, a, you know, if you see that it's hot as hell, go grab and grab two cups of water for your couple. Um, if you see that it's hot as hell and the whole bridal party needs a break, all right, guys, water break. You know, just, you know, if you see that um, there's something that they need to go grab or something and you have a free moment because there's nothing you need to take photographs of, go grab that or help, you know, something in some way. Help the venue set something up. If they see that out of the corner of their eye, that looks good on you. Just something like that that can be super simple and mundane. Um, also, secondly, this is something new I just started doing um, per Eric Floberg's YouTube video. It was a really good YouTube video on like seven things um, that every photographer needs. Um, I have a few G Polaroid fam, uh, camera now. So now I just take so like maybe eight to 10 Polaroids throughout the day. One at groom prep, one at bride, one detail, a few at ceremony, a few couples, maybe a few full bridal party. And I give them those Polaroids at the end of the day as they're eating dinner. So as they're eating dinner, I'll walk up to them and say, hey, here's some Polaroids I took from throughout the day. Like, enjoy these. I hope I hope that just until I continue to sneak peeks in three or five days, um, I hope these are uh, really, you know, pleasant full to look at, you know, and stuff like that. Um, and then we move on to post-wedding. And post-wedding is a huge process because they are pumped. They're excited. You know, they're gonna even, it doesn't even matter. For me, I send an email the day after saying, this is your delivery window. You could expect your film or gallery within 30 to 90 days. Average being around 60 days for photos, being around 75 days for, for video. Um, and I say, this is when you're getting it. They will still text you, still email you, at least in my in my experience, just because they're excited. Um, usually for video, a new thing that I just started implementing literally this season is I'm, even if they don't add it on, I'm not necessarily giving it to them, but I'm going to start doing a 60-second teaser the, that week, like that week. Like literally, if we shoot a wedding on a Friday, shoot a wedding on a Saturday, shoot a wedding on a Sunday, Monday morning, I'm posting that teaser. If I have two weddings that weekend, it's Monday and Tuesday without them even asking, and I'm commenting and tagging all of the bridal party in it, the couple, obviously, and it's just an amazing way for them to be like, wow, like he's already editing the footage when in actuality, you just like peeked at it and grabbed like 10 or 15 shots um, for like a little quick 60 second thing. This is not, not aggressive at all. Nothing crazy. It's literally just slow motion or even normal pace clips. Nothing done with audio, just music, um, just to show some clips from the day and just like show them how fun and exciting it was and stuff like that. Um, Usually after the post-wedding too, uh, I would say about two weeks after, I will send an email. Not a call, not a text, nothing like too crazy. Um, just an email saying, hey, this is what I have on file for your deliverable. You have a six to 10 minute edit. Your ceremony was absolutely beautiful. I'd hate for it to go to waste. Would you like to add on a ceremony edit? Or would you like, your dad gave an amazing speech. Would you like to add on a speech edit? You know, sometimes for us, thankfully, they've gone home, they've gone to their honeymoon, they've come back. And they're open up all these cards and these cards have money in them. And maybe now they're thinking, okay, our budget was short beforehand, but now that we have a few extra cash, like I'd love to have just the ceremony of us. They're high on their wedding. They're excited and whatnot. Um, and that's a great opportunity for you to just, you know, make a few more extra, few more extra sales based on, um, you know, stuff you've already filmed and whatnot. So that's the post-wedding. 
after that, um, I'm in the delivery phase, obviously. So for me, I am pumping them up on social media. So when they post, when I when I send it to them, I post it on my YouTube channel. Uh, I post it on my Instagram TV. I'm posting the gallery, and I am just being as as, as pumped up and excited about their work at about the videos or photos as I possibly can. I also will send them a USB. This is a wooden USB for both video and photo. Um, that is around, I think around 17, 18 bucks on Etsy, um, for, as a surprise, this isn't, they don't, they aren't told this beforehand. They think they're getting a little small plastic USB, um, just by itself, but I'm giving them this nice USB box. They have something they could store and, you know, and stuff like that. And also just a handwritten thank you card, just to literally say thanks. Like I had an amazing time. You guys were an amazing couple. Like it was so great to work with you. Um, I promise you guys, if you, if you implement not even this specific client experience or these strategies implement just something some sort of process where you're going above and beyond for your couples you will see returns you will see returns i promise and for me i've never and i think almost every couple i've worked with i not every couple but a good portion of couples i get minimally at least one lead from them minimally at least one lead that i know came from my couple um that i went above and beyond for and that just makes you feel great because a lot of times they're your ideal couple as well too but i hope this was helpful guys i hope this was able to and you know show to you how important and how powerful the client experience can be um and how useful it is as well um if you really enjoyed the episode please do me a big favor leave me a review on whatever podcasting app you're listening to it could be apple spotify it doesn't really matter um i'd greatly appreciate it as it helps me out immensely um but i'll talk to you guys in the next episode have a great rest of your week see ya